episode 142 pub sports talk the three amigos back in it Devin, r.i.p again golly it was, it was good two weeks in a row son of a bitch that three weeks too much for him now nah, stuck with work he'll be back next week uh for our podcast listeners spotify apple talking to you Come join us every Wednesday night. I think it's officially we're moving back to Wednesdays like the OG time, 735 Eastern time. Come join the boys. Hop on YouTube. Chat with us. We'll try to get back in a, in a reasonable time uh, to get back to your answer. And we'll try to get you on air. All right. So we'll we'll PSA there. Uh, Dr. Tim Fodder in the building. Back in the office. He said, mm. Keen Peel. Bitch. Give me back my office. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad it finally worked out. And then Preacher Man Fitzsimmons joined us, baby. As always. Now, did you join Aaron Rodgers in your dark vacation and just consume yourself in blackness until you decide to emerge like a groundhog? No, Bash. Should have. That would be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. Well, boys. Just have all Packers fans take on a darkness retreat. <laughs> Well, it might be a little dark for you here coming up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't, I don't we, you know, we won't spread any bad vibes. Uh, let's talk about this year's or this week's random fact for you. Uh, 1981, the Boston Bruins and Minnesota Northern Stars, before they moved down to Dallas, they played a game with 42 mm. penalties. There was a total of 406 penalty minutes given out Jeez. in the first period alone. There was 211 of those penalty minutes 18 minors 13 majors uh seven game misconducts like exp- uh suspensions were doled out the most penalized game ever in all of sports but especially in the NHL uh so just a honestly a wild wild time uh in the NHL the 80s Shout out to us. We survived it as a as a whole, not us three, because we were alive. But shout out, we survived the 80s, right? Um, no, this is I just can't imagine like watching a game and like obviously all three of us, like we go to hockey games, are like, hell yeah, there's a fight. But could you imagine 211 penalty minutes of just like fight after fight after fight after fight, hook slash fight, hook slash fight? Like this, I don't know if I could handle it. Like, I think you'd have to kick the crowd out because they'd be getting into it. Hmm. Yeah, how do you not stop an all-out brawl like, like you said, Parker? I'd imagine outside of the game, like after the game, there were still fights like continued in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, like fans that just got rowdy in the arena just like took it outside, just fisticuffs. That is crazy. I'm right there with you, Parker. I so the beauty of the NFL or or NHL and really hockey in general is like. You know, you, you get a little contact. It gets a little rowdy, a little spicy. Maybe throw gloves. But, like, outside of that, you know, put on the skates, let's go. This would be too much. Like, this would be, what, like a five-hour game? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. I, that would drive me crazy. I, I couldn't do it. I'm with you, Parker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is there even – there's there's more minutes there than there – how did how did they in a hockey game? How were yeah. they able to get all the? Yeah, it's just like what? How were they able to get everyone their penalty minutes? Like in the in the three periods? Like it? I don't know how you do it. You know the refs are pissed. You know, like <laughs> if I was working that game, I'd be like, "You mfers, what are you doing? Stop yeah. slashing each other. Just go in the box. Just five minutes. Just go." Like I would yeah. just point at people, like they wouldn't even commit the foul. Just go penalty box. You're gone. You're yeah. gone. You're gone. Yeah. Bam. I mean, Out. the only the only thing I can think of is like the Odell Josh Norman game, mm-hmm. where it was just two guys, just like the entire game, like the entire game, just going at it, chippy. Um, so I'm I'm just imagining that, but now it's like literally ten versus ten. <laughs> or it's like an, an entire team, just just everyone going after everyone the entire game and just having to defuse it. It just seems absurd. Yeah. Dude, I, I would be exhausted if those officials. Like after the first period, I'm saying, fuck it, we're out. Like games, we're done. We're out. Like I've, I'll collect my paycheck, whatever. Like it, it's done. 
I, I don't know how you overcome this. Um, but yeah, they serve a couple game suspensions on both sides here. Uh, and then no one's ever heard of it since really. Like it just kind of get dust on the rug and the NHL is trying to clean up the game. And if there's less fights and there's less like goons than there were back then, but I just found this stat and I was like, all right, I've, I've got to share with the pub here. Cause this is, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Cause yeah, I'm with Fitz. Like there's more minutes of penalties than the minutes in a game. Like how to uh, wild, wild time. At what point would you just say, all right, clear the bench. You guys just get on one side of the ice, other team on the other. And like, when we blow the whistle, you just like mosh pit style or like, you know, Lord of the Rings style where they're just running. They just collide. Like, <laughs> like just get it out of your system. Cause I'm not doing three periods of this. Just one period. Whoever's left standing finishes the game. You got a guy getting something. shanked with the ice skate across the <laughs> oh, neck. <God. laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. It's why I don't have a question that goes with us either. Like I, this just stumped me completely. And there's our fact. Unless you guys can come up with a question off the dome right there, but to no, me, it's just great. It's yeah. a great fact. Now I wonder what like the most. Oh, uh, this is gonna be Google. Like the most penalized NFL game, the most penalized mm-hmm. NBA game. Like the teams, what time it is. All right, I gotta look it up. I'm gonna look up yeah. NFL. Yeah, yeah. I've, the the problem with NFL is it just drags. Like like every time there's a penalty. Like, I've watched those games where it's just like a penalty every other play. It's not fun like hockey. Hockey, it's like, it's like, oh shit, he's going after it. Like, NFL most penalizers can be like, oh, they called 12 false starts and three delay games. And it's just going to be like a sloppy game where I feel like this is just, just animosity. We just, we just want to fight. We don't even want to play hockey. We just want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's nuts. The Oakland Raiders had 23 penalties against the Bucks in 2016. Oh man! So, mm. so Evan, I don't know if that's the most penalized, like for both teams. But um, mm-hmm. going to your point, Evan, if anyone has watched XFL, they have done a really good job with this whole one guy. He's He's, he's pretty much the eye in the sky and he's he's overruling these calls or these turns and it is quick. It is not this like, oh, we'll go to mm-hmm. commercial break and then five minutes later, oh, they're still talking yeah. about it. No, like there's Let's none go of to that. Gene Steratore. What yeah. did you think, yeah, Gene? Yeah. None of that. <laughs> and so like, think whatever you want about the XFL, but like NFL could be taking notes because they are, they're showing how this game can be streamlined yeah. but still very viewable. So that was just yeah. a side tangent. Yeah, I, I hope it'll get better. That is my favorite thing, though. Let's go to Mike Pereira. Mike, <laughs> just like, oh, they are getting this so. wrong. They are yeah. just totally getting this <laughs> yeah. wrong. Just I'm sitting here rest. on my warm couch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have every angle, and I can't believe they're missing this call. It's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I watching? <laughs> Uh, most fouls in an NBA game, Utah Jazz committed 52 against the Phoenix Suns in 1990. Oh, my gosh. So, How did the whole team not foul out? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's weird. There had to be like a, a foul on the, like on the coach, maybe an assistant coach in there too, some bench fouls. Like, yeah, because you'd, you'd run out of players. Jeez. Wild. All right, boys, let's stay with hockey. There's two big – I mean, it's trade deadline coming up. Two major moves with some major stars. Maybe they're a little aged, but we always grew up watching them. The first one, Patrick Kane, who took the Blackhawks to a Stanley Cup victory. He had been a a captain, an assistant captain, literally his entire time there since 2007. He was a first-round pick, first overall pick for the Blackhawks in 2007. He gets traded away to the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers really needed this lift. They just lost their defenseman uh, for a couple months because of injuries, and, and, and then they lost somebody else for suspension of games. So Rangers are hurting. Get Patrick Kane. He's a veteran presence. He's won a Stanley Cup. This is a good move if you're the Rangers. I think it's a great move if you're the Blackhawks because, yes, it signals as a fan of the Blackhawks maybe a rebuild for your for your franchise. He's the last piece of that Stanley Cup. But 
it's a fresh start. You get rid and you, and you kind of get rid of the the old stuff and say, hey, we get to make our own future. You get to write it now. I like this move a lot by both teams. It, it makes it makes really great sense because Rangers are a Stanley Cup contender. Kane had a no trade clause in his policy uh, that he got to he got to pick where they trade him if he was traded. So I I like this. Tim, you're a hockey guy. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I like this too. And I, I think more importantly, um, we talked about the Rangers and how they're pretty young overall. I mean, they were a young team last year. Um, but but like you said, Parker, this this guy's he's seen it. He's played on the ice probably I don't know, maybe older than some of these players. But <laughs> yeah. I think it I think it's a great mix for the Rangers and they're, they're already doing great. What I didn't know, like you had mentioned was the suspension of Condre Miller. Yeah. After I was like praising him, he gets suspended (laughs) for spitting on a player. So like, a, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. And B, I guess that's what I get for, for defending a New York Ranger, but I like the move. I think it's great. I'm with you, Parker. Um, I I mean I was already kind of scared of how the Rangers were gonna, you know, finish up the season and if they make if they get hot then hit the the postseason. But now it's like now I'm really scared because he he's kind of that level head that can kind of help guide these young guns down the road. So they're they're gonna be a scary team down the stretch. Oh, 100 percent And you know, they're at uh 34 wins compared to the Canes 39, so they're you know, they're five games back, yeah. but their points total is right there nipping our heels. They're only eight points less than the Canes in the division. Mm. I, I think that's a good point. It is a little scary to think about them getting this veteran presence and like it's 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 clinch time now. Like it's time to fucking go. And I think the Rangers are gonna go. Fitz, any thoughts here? I, I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, so Whoa. he was on the in the Devils? Is that the uh, Blackhawks? Blackhawks. He said <laughs> Blackhawks. Is he a defensive guy? Nah, he's a he's a wing. Uh see, I would have I would have thought he was a defender. I, I know I know nothing about this, but good for the Rangers. <laughs> I wonder what Matt would say because isn't Matt now a Rangers fan? Isn't that I think so. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, <laughs> some maybe. girl convinced him to be a Rangers fan. That's all. Maybe we'll like. ask him in the yeah, afterlife. Yeah. R.I.P. Matt. Yeah, God, we'll grab the the Ouija board and we'll ask him tonight. <laughs> Uh, the other big news, th- this is a guy who Patrick Kane's a big name. This guy equally as big. I think we grew up watching him playing goal. Jonathan quick. He's getting traded to the Columbus blue Jacks. This one's a little head scratching for me. Uh, LA Kings blue jackets. They're both kind of middle pack, not having great seasons here, but Jonathan quick has been a staple for the LA Kings. He's won two, two Stanley cups with them. I mean, if you look at those stats right there, 57 shutouts, 18,000 saves, 370 wins. The dude is – he's been just since early 2010s, he's been the guy that you model your goalkeeper after. He's been electric. And if you have one Jonathan Quick, you can beat teams with three or four decent goalies just because Quick will outsave them every single night. Um, But he moves to Columbus Blue Jackets, as I said, little head-scratching for me. I wish Jonathan Quick all the best. Tim, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, honestly, this I didn't even get this on my radar. So, um, Jonathan Quick, like you said, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how many more. I don't know the longevity, I guess, of his career. But, like, when he was, you know, in the early 2010s, like you said, he, I mean, he was – he was it. He was the model. He was the goalie you wanted. He was the prototype that you tried to get other goalies to be. So if he's still got it in the tank, that's great. But I truthfully, he's been off my radar for a hot minute. So hopefully this kind of maybe reignites some, I don't know, some primitive desire to stonewall people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I have to apologize. The Kings are actually second in the Pacific Division. Um, I don't watch a lot of West Coast oh, hockey, so oh. I do apologize. But the Blue Jackets are dead last in the Met- Metropolitan Division. So you you wake up from being a contender to a non-contender. Yeah, that is a little strange. I mean, I guess they're trying to. 
I don't know. I don't know enough of the details, but maybe they're just trying to get get it while it's good. I guess I don't know. Maybe he's a franchise icon. I, I think yeah. I saw that, and I'm like, yeah. Like when I think Kings, he's literally the only player I know of the Kings for 2010 to to really current day. Like I, I don't know if I can name another big Kings player um, other than Jonathan Quick. So it's a little shocking. Fitz, have you heard of Jonathan Quick before? I hadn't even heard of the Con Smith <laughs> Award, and I just looked it up. It was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, a few just a few goalies have won that the the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but uh, yeah, pretty good company on that list: Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, Vasilevsky, uh, uh, in the Con Smith Winter Club. So that's yeah. that's about all I can give you. <laughs> no, I'm glad you threw it in there because I, I I forgot to mention it, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, Con Smith is. It's a very prestigious award, and like you said, I I don't know. It's a good name, good name for an award. It is. It's unique, but I like it. I like it. The Con Smith hockey always has really good trophy names. Yeah. Also, like I'm a fan of the Naismith winner for college basketball, Mm, the Naismith Award. Yeah, just some some names just have a ring to it that. Yeah. Just and and like Heisman's kind of overdone. But. like yeah, I think you're right. There's like some prestige to these other ones, but like like when you're I, like, oh, he was Naismith Player of the Year. It's like, oh, it's like yeah, he was a 2012 yeah. Con Smith winner. Oh, it's like yeah. that, <laughs> that man drinks with his pinky up. Hold on, let me talk to this guy. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, before we move into football, we're gonna stick with the other winter sport going on. College basketball conference tournaments are kicking off today, uh, but there's still a few regular season games to wrap up this weekend. Uh, ACC tournament, Big Ten, all the major conferences will start their conference tournament next week. Um, final games of this season to watch. You get Saturday, number two, Alabama, taking on number 24, Texas A&M. Number eight, Arizona, traveling to number four, UCLA, a top 10 matchup late in the season. Conference on the line. Big things happen there. Same thing in the Big 12. Number three, Kansas, taking on number nine, Texas. Uh, number 12, Tennessee, taking on Auburn. Number 25, Pitt, taking on number 16, Miami. And the Duke and UNC facing off to each other. Sure, they're having down years, but I think the whole nation kind of goes, oh, I'll tune in. I'll keep track of Duke versus UNC. Plus, John Shire just completed his his sweep at home. He's the first coach to go undefeated at home in Duke. And that's that's a good that's a good thing to have your resume. Um, Sunday, you got number one, Houston, taking on Memphis. Memphis is always tough. Michigan traveling number 15, Indiana, and Illinois traveling number five, Purdue. A lot of things up for the grabs here, a lot of things on the line. Um, any games you guys are really looking forward to, anything you might keep tabs on, anything and everything for these slate of games here? I think Baylor's been fun to watch. Um, yeah. I, I think they've kind of snuck, they've kind of crawled back up to the top. And, and they've, you know, they've been good, but they've kind of had a history in the tournament of, of kind of blowing it. So be curious to watch them and see is they're, they're kind of hot at the right time. Um, yeah. Houston at number one is a, is a pretty, that's pretty hard to beat. I think they, they've shown defensively. They're one of the top teams in the country. Bama has been there all year. Uh, don't sleep on Tennessee. Tennessee's looking solid. Marquette is one to keep an eye on, another defensively yeah. sound team. Uh, so as we, we'll get into March Madness kind of later on. But it's nice to see um, some of these defensively strong teams are are kind of at the top of, of college basketball. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. There was There was one game I was really curious about. We had yeah. to bring on the boy Ashton Roth back on for some March Madness bracketology with him because that was a really dope episode last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Gonzaga was one. Gonzaga's kind of dropped off. Uh, you know they were they were a preseason favorite and they've just kind of they've looked pretty bad recently. I can't remember who they they've lost to. You know they don't really play anybody in their conference anyway. I'm I'm telling you, like that we grew up watching and the teams that like we grew up watching dominate. They're mm-hmm. slowly tricking out. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Like Bama's Ooh. number two. We're not talking football. We're talking basketball. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. Bama used to be just dog shit in basketball. And, and now they're second best team in the nation. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It is really weird. And Duke and UNC, neither of them ranked. That's weird. It, it's super weird. It's just super. That's, that's how it goes. When yeah. you lose Hall of Fame coaches, <laughs> that's what happens. 
Tim, what's your thoughts here, man? Kind of like how Evan is with hockey. I, uh, <laughs> well, you I'm get hockey, I get basketball. You, you know, I like to go by the mascot. So, uh, mm. I, I don't know. I think the only one that would interest me would be Duke versus UNC. And it's really just to see, you know, Duke fans versus UNC fans, like just stabbing each other with pitchforks. So, that's really it. That's all I got. All right, Tim. Here's here's what I'm gonna do. I got ten dollars laid to the side here. I'm gonna have the Tim mascot parlay just for these games right here. So based off the mascot, you tell me who wins. I'm gonna put him in for a parlay. All right. Bama roll tide, crimson tide versus the Aggies of Texas AM. Who do you take? Bama's an elephant, right? Mm-hmm. Te- technically, yeah. Yeah, give me the elephant. Okay, Bama. Wildcats of Arizona taking on the Bruins of UCLA. Bears. They're bears. Oh, they're bears. Ooh. A, a Bruin is a bear. Well, I mean, oh, like just it? to yeah. To clarify. I always thought I always thought Bruin was a broom. When I when I was growing up <laughs> and, and we were watching like the Boston Bruins, I I just thought they were the Boston Brooms. Yeah. Anyone that's else very that just me? No, I just didn't know what it was until oh, I well, saw UCLA. I was like, oh, it's a bear. They're not brooms. If anyone's wondering. Yeah. Uh give me the wildcats. I like I like the speed of a wildcat, you know. Mm. Speed versus I mean bears are fast, but you get a few wildcats on them. Tenacious. Now, it's GG. Let me ask you this. Is what when you think of wildcat, what cat do you think of? Because technically a wildcat could be a feral cat. Yeah, when I think of wildcat, I think of like the mix of a bobcat and mm. um, almost like a jaguar, like this weird, like hybrid of this hairy, fast creature that is spotted, but it's got like it's got like these this bright orange hair. It's not like it's it's. I think I'm just thinking of like a something I saw growing up as a kid. But I, that's how I see a wildcat. You know, something fierce, lean, starving. So they got that, you know, I got mm. to eat mentality. Yeah. You know, at first I thought you were describing a thundercat at first. Oh, oh. All well, right. I like that. Kansas Jayhawks taking on Texas Longhorns. Uh, Hook them. Hook them. Yeah, we, we skew in some Jayhawks, I guess. Getting up in the air. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Tennessee Volunteers taking on Auburn War Eagles. Are they War Eagles or Tigers? Uh, no, they're the Tigers. You are correct. They're the Tigers. But they're still their mascots very confusing. Ooh, I don't like. I don't like chant. confusing mascots. Just although Tennessee, they're Volunteers, but their mascot's a dog. Oh Smoky. gosh, little, little coon dog. I don't. I don't like this. Named one. after what mountain range, Tim, or what mountains? Smoky, Smoky Mountains. Yeah, oh boy. Smoky. Hey, we're going volunteers. Let's go with Vols, baby. Bruce Pearl coaching against his old team. A little fun fact. Uh, Pittsburgh Panthers taking on Miami Hurricanes. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, has a Panther survived a hurricane before? <laughs> has a Panther uh, met a hurricane before? I don't, I don't know. Give me the natural disaster. I'm going hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Blue Devil versus Ram. Duke and UNC. Uh, I'm going blue devil here just for the pointy goatee facial hair. Mm, I like it. All right. Sunday's action. Houston Cougars taking on Memphis Tigers. I guess both make that sound. Give me the Cougars. (laughs) Michigan Wolverines taking on the Hoosiers of Indiana. Don't ask me what a Hoosier is. Is that uh, another bear? No, Mm-mm. I think a Hoosier is just, I, I don't actually. Is it like a cowboy? What is it? I was just a what term you call people from Indiana. From Indiana. I mean, the Wolverines. It's the state, yeah. it's the state uh, animal for Michigan. Uh, learned that in fourth grade. Have I ever seen a Wolverine? No, never. Why is it our state animal if we haven't seen it? It's kind of sad. Yeah. Sorry, right. we're going to go to Michigan. We're going to hunt them. And we're gonna take that them, keep is them a pet. Le- no, we're going to have it as a pet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, last one, Illinois fighting alum taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. All right, here's another one. What the hell is a Boilermaker? Isn't that like a machine? It's Yeah, it's like a train. Oh. Conductor. I could I could dig a chain. I was thinking more like you know when you hear like a boiler room like mm-hmm. in a school or something. Yeah, I like was just Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking it was just this big like vat of steam. <laughs> like oh, that's what the boiler maker is. But I love it. I like a train. Give me give me the boiler makers. All right, I'm putting this in, and this is gonna hit. This is gonna be fucking Dude, that's wild. Nuts. That's how we that's make nuts. money, boys. Let's do it. Put Parlay's been hurting, so this is how we get it back. Hmm. All right. Let's move to a little NFL talk. Let's talk about our boy, Geno Smith. Let's look at his stats real quick. Geno Smith, 70% completion rating, 4,282 yards in the air, 30 tutties, had 11 interceptions, 100.9 QBR. He was sacked 46 times. Maybe some of that's his fault. Maybe some of it's his O-line fault. But he broke the franchise record for season passing yards with that 4,282 yards. Hell of a year. There is talks that – Seattle is going to write Geno Smith off and go chase somebody in this draft, uh, which is just absolutely wild. That's the, the wrong graphic I pulled up. Um, I mean, if you're the Seahawks, do you move away from Geno Smith or do you entrust him to be like, hey, we can build for the next couple of years around Geno? Fitz, you're shaking your head. I just, man, it's tough. And, and like, it's a great story for Gino. Gosh, he's so weird. He is such a weird quarterback, just that you feel like you've got to get someone young. Like, Gino will still be the starter, but you you feel like you can't just bank on Gino at this point. Yeah. Like, that you need to take a young guy who can learn under Gino and then maybe take over. But you are but you carry two quarterbacks. Like you say, hey, Gino's our guy until he's not. <laughs> um and again, you pull for Gino that maybe he can, maybe this is for real. Maybe it's not a flute. But I think we're all kind of just like who feels good about it? Like it just like we are all pulling for it. But does anyone feel really good about Gino? Yeah. I mean, I think he's got. I think he's got great weapons. I, th- I think that's something you have to acknowledge. Is he's got great pieces around him, um, which is great, and that I think that leads to success. But you know, they barely made the playoffs. Like, can he be the guy? And Seattle needs. They got some weapons on offense. They need a quarterback who can really deliver. And I just don't know if Geno can be that guy. Homie, yeah. you just, I'm just being, you I'm just being the critic. Line. I know, but I don't, I think also the winning is also the, an important statistic. And I haven't seen Gino been carrying a whole lot. Dog, they were in playoff contention. Yeah, they were right there. Yeah, they, thanks to my Packers, they got a, they got a spot. <laughs> I see through your Gino hate. I'm not hating on him. I'm just trying to be realistic. Hate, 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 hate. (laughs) So I think, uh, you know, first, okay, let me preference. Ever since this whole Russell Wilson crap, I don't believe anything that comes out of Seattle. Oh, Mm. Russell Wilson is trying to get so-and-so fired, but they're trying to leave. No, done. I'm over this. This is like Aaron Rodgers talk. I'm over it. Like, I don't Mm. care. None of it matters. Anyway, I do like Gino. I think Gino's going to be the starter next year. Evan, I agree with you. I think if you tag Gino and you get you draft a young quarterback, you know, you got the future in mind, you got him on a rookie contract, you're paying Gino what he's worth on average and then and in Gino's a couple a of years. Yeah, in a couple of yeah, years. Like he is, say, he is Gino. as a starter. Yeah. Thanks Gino. Like we'll send you off with you know, whatever parade, or you can go to whatever team, but like, he I think the he's, bag. <laughs> huh? He ain't getting the bag. Not Homie, this year. He's not getting you, the money. Dog, you franchise tag me for two years. I'm cool with it. Like, I'm still getting 34 million. So, I'm getting the average. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm feeling cool good. With that. Dang. I was making yeah, 10 million last season. Fair. I'll take 34 million. So, 
Hell yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I just like Gino's story, but um, I think he definitely has solidified himself as a starter in Seattle. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, you know, and, and they're drafting fifth overall thanks to that Denver trade that none of us saw coming. We thought that was a dumbass trade, and we thought Denver might, you know, really that pick turns into the 23rd or 24th pick. Who knows? But um, I'm with you, Tim. I, I think if you're Geno Smith, you want to stay in Seattle because you're proven there. Life's good for you. People, Seattle Seahawks love you. Like the fans love you, they adore you. You get franchise tagged, and for listeners who don't know, they average the average the top seven players in that position, and that becomes your salary for that year. Like that's awesome. Ten million turns into thirty four, forty million real quick yeah. for you, thanks to Patty Mahomes and and possibly Joe Burrow's contract and Lamar Jackson's contract. Like he's going to get a pay raise anyway. They're drafting fifth. You might have a quarterback there. If if it's not Stroud. Or Bryce Young, if I'm Seattle, I just I keep it moving. I don't worry about a quarterback. And we'll talk about the draft Man, picks here in a second. I think they got to take a QB. That's me. We'll, we'll talk about him here in a minute. Makes me want to watch draft day because the whole uh, – I can't remember who the washed-up QB they have. They got Brian Drew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's all these question marks. That's good. So maybe maybe Seattle trade all their picks and they'll take they'll take the linebacker that they that they secretly wanted to take the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just watched that movie the first time like last month and I was like, yeah, this is not bad. Not a bad It's movie. a dumb movie, but it it's very engaging. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't think I'd watch it again for like another year or so, but like ah. If it's Dude, on, that, I might and stop it, down and watch it. And it keeps coming to life in Seattle. I don't know if you saw the article of uh, Russell Wilson. Like he didn't, people didn't go to his birthday party or something. Yeah, yeah. Straight yeah. out of that movie. They're like, tell me who wasn't at his birthday. Any yeah. of his teammates. <laughs> it's so That's stupid. True. It's like this would never happen. And I'm like, wait, no one went to Russell Wilson's birthday. This actually <laughs> happened. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, what? Um, so maybe Seattle is just the. <laughs> They're the they're the new draft day. They're just yeah. it's just all coming to life. They should have based in Seattle instead of Cleveland. Um, let's let's talk about a draft. We're going to talk to the NFL Combine here, and, and we got to start with some unfortunate news, or maybe the dumbass of the week, or in all honesty, I think it's just really sad. Uh, Jalen Carter, who's projected to be the top pick defensive lineman from Georgia, like just purebred athlete i think any 32 team would be like hell yeah we'll take jalen carter like without a doubt just freakish size freakish speed his film doesn't lie seems to be a good guy warrants come out for his rest day he's in indianapolis getting ready for the combine this weekend uh be, this dates back to the crash after uj wins the nat the natty they lose the football uh recruiting staffer chandler Lacroix, and then also offensive lineman devin wilcock the high speed chase or not high speed chase, but high speed was involved. Alcohol was involved. Chandler was driving the vehicle. She was double the legal limit in alcohol. They crashed. Unfortunately, they both die. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it co- comes out that Jalen Carter was possibly racing, allegedly racing this other car. Um, and that maybe that caused part of the issue led to the speed. And so he's charged with reckless driving in uh, racing, and that's been connected to the charge of killing those two football members of the Georgia family. Um, my heart breaks for this kid, and, and if it's true, you've got to live and learn, especially what we've seen in the NFL the past two seasons. I mean, hell, look at the look at the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Just mm-hmm. solely on them. You, you can't have this. You can't do this. Um, and I think this is going to hurt Jalen Carter's draft stock a lot just for the warrants being issued for his arrest. Um, I I hope everything gets situated, and no matter if this guy's charged or not, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily all his fault. Yeah, he may be led to it, um, but my heart, prayers, and thoughts go out to to both families affected here, the Wilcock family and Chandler family here. Um, what's what's your all's take with this one, or Lacroix family, not Chandler? Uh, just look at the article right now. Yeah, it's tough, but. Um... You know, it may hurt his stock, but I think he'll definitely – I think he'll get drafted. I don't, I don't think that's – Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that sucks, but that's not 
you know, it that's not on like a, I don't know what that is. It's just a, it's a very weird situation, very unique. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we don't know all the details yet, but um, I wouldn't draft him if I was a GM. If he's, you if would he's driving, would. I would not. If he's driving, I think the brief article I read was like 104 miles an hour or something. Yeah. Um, now, supposedly there was no indication of alcohol being involved with Jalen Carter. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. And that's, uh, we don't know all the details, but I I wouldn't draft him. I don't know. I know I'm not a GM. I, I don't know. This kind of goes to the point we've talked about before on the podcast where like, okay, how much of a ruckus can you make and get away with because you're a good player? Yeah. Hey, he's a good player in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I going to take him in my locker room and I don't know, risk him? Uh, there's no, there's no telling what could happen. And yeah, it was a mistake. I'm sure. But like, he wouldn't even be on my radar. I wouldn't. Yeah, but he'll be on your radar when it's the third round and he's still sitting I, there. Not me. He wouldn't be on my radar. Because if, if you're given this platform and this is what you allegedly do or have been have been involved in, I don't want you in my organization. Yep. And that's just me. I, I I don't know. I'm sure money talks and plays talk and he'll go somewhere, but I'd say good luck, kid. Hope hope you're not arrested for whatever, but like you won't be wearing my uniform. That's just how I how I'd I do it. Yeah. And I think if if we don't have the Henry Ruggs incident, this this might be a completely different story where it's like, ah, he'll beat the charge. Bears take him number one overall, but I really do think this is going to make him fall out of the top 10 unless there's just a GM that's just like really brave and wants to make the stand. But Tim, I'm kind of with you. Like (laughs) unless he's falling into the seventh round and I put a lot of implications on his contract and says, Hey, you got this curfew. You got this, 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 if you don't do this, you don't get your money. Um, I don't know if I take a stab with it because it's just a really bad look. Like we look at the Raiders. We make a lot of fun at the Raiders right now. It's like, move your team out of Vegas. Like the Raiders are hell right now. It's just, it's a bad look. And it all stems really from the Henry Ruggs incident. And then everything else snowballed from it. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. It's definitely not my place, but like if I was in that situation and I go undrafted, I think that would make me work harder. Yeah. If no one if no one picks him up, that that's that's gonna tell you, hey, you gotta get your ish together. Dude, like, have have we ever seen something like that? Like a number one overall projected pick go undrafted? I, I don't know. Like like you guys said, there's gonna be some organ I mean the Cleveland Browns, they're just a dumpster. <laughs> they take whatever fodder they can and they'll take it with a smile on their face. So they'll wow. probably take him or somewhere. But He'll like, get drafted. But, but it, yeah. he'll definitely he'll slide he'll slide pretty yeah. steep. But yeah. also it depends on I mean these they'll they'll talk to him and I mean who knows what kind of remorse he feels for doing this. I mean his is clearly like even though he was driving recklessly he didn't intend to you know and, and again it it was was he intoxicated at the time or was he not? I mean I don't know. It's just man these kids man yeah they just. They just need they need coaches like Coach Hackey <laughs> under them, just making sure they're okay. I just I don't trust Kirby Smart. He just yeah, I mean, that's just uh, that's unfair shade at Kirby Smart. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> I just worry about these dang kids, man. It's just we treat yeah. them like they're not kids, and then they do kid shit, and then we we start saying, oh, they blew their whole career, and it's like. Come but, on, they just need some guidance or something. Yeah, but like, so I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping he feels. You know, does he feel remorse for what he did? And you know, coaches and and the scouts, they have a chance to talk to him and just see. And this is a tough conversation. You know, like yeah. 
the fact that he's got even got to have this conversation now, um, extremely difficult. It's just a very weird, very weird situation. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily like like he's blackballed now or anything like that. Yeah. Uh Tim, any other thoughts there? I know you started to talk there for a second. Nah, it it would just be a no thanks for me. So yeah. he'll go somewhere, but it better not be the Lions or I'm going to be triggered. <laughs> Man. Hey, you're going to sound like me when I was like, fuck, no Jamar Chase or no Joe Mixon because he had the whole domestic abuse. And then, you know, flash forward, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's got to yeah. learn. Uh, all right, so here's my list of potential some of the biggest talent you can't miss. This is I made this list before this morning, before this news broke of Jalen Carter. But here's here's my list. Jalen Carter, freakish <laughs> athlete, number one, right? That was my list, and now I'm like, fuck, right? Jeez. Uh out of the quarterbacks, I love CJ Stroud. I, I know Bryce Young seems to be the overall favorite, but what I saw in film, what I saw CJ Stroud do to that UGA defense, the number one ranked defense compared to what Bryce Young did. I'll take C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young just off that game alone. We look at the whole glimpse of the season. I just like C.J. Stroud, how he played. Um, then you got Will Anderson on the defensive side. I think he's a can't-miss linebacker for you. You could put him on the edge. You, you could send him in the middle, put him back in coverage. I think he can do it all for you. And then on the O-line, uh, I'm going to mess up this guy's name so bad. I've been practicing all day, and I know I'm still going to mess with it. But from Northwestern, Peter Skorinsenke. I, I know I messed it up, but I'm sorry, Big Pete. Um, to me, he's the most polished tackle in the draft. He can play left. He can play right. I think, especially being a Bengals fan, I would love to pick up Big Pete here. Um, but but those are my top four can't-miss players. Obviously, Jalen Carter might slide out of that list there. Um, any thoughts on my list or any thoughts of you guys that just can't miss talent from the draft? I think the big question marks the quarterback from Kentucky that he's the one and we're going to talk about him. Yep. Yeah. He's the one that just um, probably has the most question marks in Mm -hmm. terms of a very high upside, but also a risk. (laughs) Yep. So I don't know that that one's worth mentioning. I think that was Mel Kuyper's number one, which is that's always head scratching too. When, when Mel's, uh, I think he was the one that told us uh, who's our guy. Watch out for Will who's Levis. Our, who's our MILF hunter guy? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he was the one that was drinking the Zach Wilson Kool Aid. Like, Mel Kuyper was the one that's like, hey, Brady Quinn's a bust. I'll retire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't do not trust Mel Kuyper with any quarterback <laughs> evaluation. So the fact that he likes Kentucky guy just. Well, in his mock draft, he's got Bryce Young going number one. And that's okay. when I was like, oh, shit, I definitely like C.J. Stroud more than Bryce Young right now. <laughs> okay. Well, he may predict that, but I know his – as far as talent-wise. His, his board, his big his board. His board, yeah. he thinks yeah. Kentucky's the guy. Yeah. yeah. Which we'll talk about that here in a second. Tim, any thoughts on guys that just can't miss you would love to see the Lions take? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I hadn't done enough sleuthing quite yet for, like, for like the top guys. I mean, I have a sleeper too, but – I just uh, – I hope we don't take a quarterback just because – who was I listening to? I was listening to someone the other day, and they just talked about how, you know, there's this strange uh, – people are overpaying for these quarterbacks in the draft because you have to, right? You got to get the Patty Mahomes. You got to get the Joey B. You got to – you don't – you don't really think about the or the the Zach Wilson or the Sam Darnolds or like the things the people that they've overpaid for Mitch Trubisky that just haven't panned out and so C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, like these are all the top guys I think right now. But I don't know. I feel like in a year I'm gonna be saying a fool if I say, oh, you know, Bryce Young's the man. Can't miss, yeah. And then he's yeah, like, yeah. he's the next Sam Darnold, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like an idiot. Uh, right. I don't blame you. Well, I'm going to give you my list of sleepers now, uh, and, and feel free to chime in with your own sleepers here. 
Jacob Copeland, this guy from Maryland has blazing speed. There's talks that he can run under a 4-3 this weekend at the Combine. Uh, kid could just be lights out. Kind of reminds me of John Ross, but he's got better body size than John Ross. That was always John Ross's big thing. He just kept getting injured because he just wasn't big enough. Copeland's got a lot more muscle on him. Zay Flowers, another wide receiver from Boston College. He had over 1,000 yards, 78 catches, 13 tutties. Yes, he's playing in the ACC, but he still had to go against Clemson. Still had to go against some decent defenses. And he's just a guy, his athleticism jumps out for me. Maybe not his speed, maybe not his route running, but overall, he just seems to be like the top wide receiver in this draft, I think. And, and he's going to sh- turn some heads. Um, from Michigan, or sorry, Minnesota, Terrell Smith. Terrell Smith is a guy that has blazing speed. He can pick defenders off left or right. He loves to come down and hit. He loves it. And sometimes that gets him in trouble. Uh, but I think Terrell Smith with the right DB coach, with the right defense around him, I think he could be a star out there uh, in the secondary for anybody. And then from USC, it's another name. I always leave it for the fourth names. I'm always going to mess up. Tule Tupolito. I know I fucked that up. Uh, but he's 6'4", 290 pounds. He can play linebacker. He can play interior defensive line. And he can play the edge like he played this past season. The dude is a freak athlete. Uh Samoan ancestry there, like his his athleticism is crazy. His strength's crazy. I think with him being 6'4", 290, he puts on probably 10, 15 more pounds in the league. You're going to see just a defensive force, especially at D-line with this guy. Uh, any thoughts for you all sleepers or my sleepers here? Just shake his head. No, I, got, yeah. I got nothing, man. I haven't even begun my research Listeners, I told I told these guys, I texted them. I said, do some homework, research, because I'm coming in hot with some of these picks. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just it's just early for me. It, it's early, but the combine's <laughs> Thursday. Starts tomorrow. Goes through this all weekend. Tim, any thoughts for you, man? Oh, I got one thought. All right. <laughs> this is my sleeper. Coming in hot off the press. <laughs> He's just looking to something now. No, no, oh my no, 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 no. I found this. And, of course, I'm biased. I'm thinking of Detroit. Nick Hampton, Edge, ASU. Ooh. I think yes. he would be a perfect fit for – so the Lions defense, we have this uh, fast pack, you know, usually third or fourth down. We're getting James Houston off the edge. We're getting Hutchinson off the edge. I think he would complement James Houston so well on second and third downs. He he's tough. He he doesn't have quite well. I guess that's the concern is people are saying he doesn't have quite the build that NFL build the length. Pooey, I don't care about that. <laughs> the Lions have familiarity with the Appalachian State Mountaineers yeah. with with Meech. So, I mean, they know what they're getting when they when they get a football player from App. So, I think he's going to go late, but he's going to be a sleeper. And next year, when he's making noise, just like James Houston did for us this year, everyone's going to be like, dang, where'd he come from? Mm-hmm. ASU. So I, I love that. Let's do I, it. I didn't want to put Nick Hampton, Chase Bryce, or Cam Peoples on there. Uh, Hampton and Peoples being the only two Mountaineers invited to the Combine this year, but I think whoever gets those three guys is going to get us some steals. And it's, I, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm glad you said Nick Hampton. Besides the Lions, I hope he also goes to the Bengals, Akeem Davis. Like we, we know how Mountaineers roll too in the orange and black. So yeah, I think whoever gets Nick Hampton is going to be steal. Him and Meach reunited. We get them both on the pod after they're drafted. Oh, after that would be drafted. so dope. That would be ah, chef's kiss. I'll be electric. I, I got two sleepers for you. I dug yeah, up you from my notes. From my notes, <laughs> this was from January twenty first. So oh. this is when I was, mm. I was. I think I was updating as I was watching, um, as I was watching NFL playoffs. But this is also with, uh, um, with college bowl games. Running back from Kentucky, Chris Rodriguez Jr. Uh, yeah. He's not. He's not a broken speed guy. Uh, they are projecting him to go sixth round. But I was very impressed by his vision. He fights for like every yard. He's just great in between the tackles. And I, I was just like, this guy looks like an NFL back. Like he will be, 
he will be like, you know, second or third on the depth chart. So, you know, depending where he ends up, he'll have to kind of work his way. But he's a guy that I I was like for fantasy football. I'm like, this guy could be something. This guy could be steal him. So I like Rodriguez. And again, he his 40 times not going to blow you away or anything, but but he's powerful and he's got great vision and good feet. I mean, like, what more do you want? Uh, you just need to be an elusive back when it comes to NFL. Uh, the other one would be Stetson Bennett. And I know that he's kind of just – Yeah, you know, and, you know, his age is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, he's probably <laughs> already peaked. But <laughs> as far as just how fast he is and, and the style of quarterbacks that are coming in the league, he could be a fit for just this this Jalen Hurts type football. Um, so he's one that I would just – I would take a chance on. Like if I was a team – like if I was Seattle even. Hey, if I've got, you know, if I've got Geno and I don't want to take one of my early picks, maybe I trade down, but I take Stetson Bennett because I'm just like, hey, let's, let's give this guy a shot. Uh, maybe so that's be- irrelevant Brock Purdy. Yeah. Maybe he falls in that situation. Yeah, I, I like those picks a lot, especially Rodriguez from um, UK. That's a good one. That's a deep, deep sleeper, but I'm here for it fits. He's an NFL fit. back. I mean, I, I'm, I'm making my call. I'm making my claim right now. Like watching him, like watching college football players, I was just like, he is an NFL back. And he's probably going to be like fifth or sixth round. It'll be like a James Conner situation. You know, just a guy who's not a flash in the pan, but once he's on the field, yeah, he's a gamer and he's hard to tackle, you know, to keep feeding him. So, yeah. Chris Rod, come on the pod, baby. Let's get you ready for this NFL interview is coming your way, man. All right, last last section here. Top playmaker or bust potential? Fitz, you cued me up earlier. We'll leave us from UK. I don't understand how he's so high on Mel's big board. I don't understand how this guy – there's flashes of greatness, but there was a lot, a lot of bad plays on film, just a lot of like Trent Dilfer-esque plays. Trent you know, Dilfer. You know. Mm. Like it just – Is that his I, comparison? To, for <laughs> me, it is, yeah. I just – I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sold on him. Uh, Bryce Young obviously has amazing talent, maybe the most talent – pool out of the quarterbacks i just i haven't seen a bama quarterback workout truly and i'm just i'm worried i i don't know if he's got enough muscle on him i don't know if he's got enough flair like uh, he's obviously got some leg speed his arm strength lacks a little bit his accuracy is 100 it's it's amazing his reading a defense is great i just i don't know i think there's a lot of potential for bust but i also think there's potential for maybe he becomes even a better tool with a better brain right uh, the other quarterback on this is Anthony Richardson, which in my eyes, I think if I look at all the quarterbacks in a room, I'm saying I want that guy just based off looks alone, based off game film. Like if you show me highlights of all these guys, Richardson has some of the best highlights I've ever seen of cats, but so did uh, Jamarcus Russell from LSU. And then we, mm-hmm. we know how that turned out, right? It didn't work out. So I don't want to compare Richardson to Russell there, but I think that guy could be one hell of a playmaker, or I think it could be like, damn, we wasted a pick on him. The other one is Christian Garcia. This is a defensive back from Oregon. He had four interceptions this year, which is a great amount, phenomenal amount for him. But where was these stats his junior, his sophomore year, freshman year? They weren't there. Christian Garcia kind of worries me a little bit. I know he's projected maybe to go to the Lions early on, Tim, I don't mean to scare you away from him. I don't want to scare you away from him. Uh, I think he could be a baller. His athleticism is off the chart. But I, I, his consistency is not. One great year doesn't prove enough for me, unfortunately, because I've seen enough busts coming. Um, any potential playmaker to bust guys that you have? I think you hit the nail on the head with Bryce Young. Like He's getting so much drummed up hype, and he's – okay, I hate to say it, I'm going to say it. I see Kyler Murray 2.0. Ooh, I like it. He's going to be a bust. I like it. <laughs> I like I, it. I, I don't know. I, I think, but I, I think it's the same thing. 
you know, when Kyler first got in, he was making these Hail Murrays. He was doing all these flashy plays, and then he kind of fizzled out. I think that's kind of how Bryce is, is looking like to me, where people are hyping him up so much that he's going to have some really good plays, but I guess is it sustainable? So I, I just see Kyler Murray there. So I, that's a big – you guys know me on Kyler. That's a big, ooh, I don't know about that. I'm trying to find my receiver from Old Dominion. <laughs> Yolo Swagtron? Who was my guy? Yeah, who was who was my guy this year? Yeah, you did mention one early he on. Was, I do remember because he he outperformed the guy from Virginia who's uh he Wicks. He outperformed Wicks. I can't remember his name. But I can't find it. I like I mean receivers are just interesting. Just just trying to figure out like who are the who are the Justin Jeffersons or the Stefan Diggs? Who are gonna be the guys that can just get open? And, and sometimes with the with the receiver rankings, just because they were the best college receiver doesn't always translate. So it's trying to find those guys. I do think the guy from TCU, uh, I think he's kind of in front of everyone else just in terms of like he looks like he could be Larry Fitzgerald. Like he he's just a great route runner. He's very poised. He has great hands. He like just does everything. But then outside of that, it's just hard to tell. It's just it, it's like a lot of speedsters. Quentin Johnson just trying to figure out who. Yeah, Quentin Johnson. Yeah. But then like the other guys, it's just like they're quick. I kind of like the USC guy, um, but it's kind of hard to tell. I would think like in terms of like who's just kind of who gets open in the slot. I think he would be. He might be one, but I'm just not sure. It's yeah, I'm never sure with the receivers. But I'm trying to find Yolo Swagtron come to life. I can't find him. Never. There's going to be no one like Yolo. It's not Allie Jennings, is it? Is it the third? Allie Jennings is the third? I think there was a third in his name. Okay. I'll let you find it. Uh, well, before we go to the pub parlay and random question, I- I've got one thing I got to share. It's from the XFL. Tim, you- you'll love this. The Battle Hawks. Uh, we talked about Bama quarterbacks, AJ McCarron, former Nick Saban quarterback there. I thought this was awesome. Comes out that basically he chose to start in the XFL for less money than being a backup to the NFL for his kids to be able to watch him and to create memories for his boys. Like to me, I thought that was really awesome. Um, and, and you know, The Rock retweets it and like says, like, hey, this means a hell of a lot to me. I shout out to you for leading your team 2 0. But I think I think that's pretty dope that a, that a pro athlete say, "Hey, I'm gonna take less money, go to this XFL, this kind of newer league, just so my kids can watch me and have some memories of watching dad throw this whole thing." I, I, to me, that's kind of special. That's that's like really dope and cool. Um, any thoughts for you guys about this? I do like that. I think um, you know I'm interested to see how many more players do that where let's say they can make the 53 man roster just like basically riding the bench or on special teams, but in the XFL, they're starting linebacker or, you know, they're, they're starting tight end maybe for a little less dough. I think the people who really love the game are going to go. So that, that was interesting. I hadn't heard that. Um, I didn't think that would be an Avenue for the XFL, but I guess it's pretty cool. I'm for it. Yeah. I, I am too, and I, I think it's going to give the XFL some more talent and I think some more legitimacy moving forward. Like, teams wanted this guy. Well, we're, we're taking them now as a signing, and, and maybe we're going to see some more backup quarterbacks kind of trickle down there, or maybe guys like Geno Smith, instead of bouncing around the league, maybe they take a stop in the XFL to come back to the league or something. Like, to me, that's dope. That's cool. Yeah, I agree with you, Tim. Fitz, any thoughts here? No thoughts, but it is Allie Jennings. Allie Jennings, okay. That was our guy. Transferred from West Virginia. So yeah. he's a junior. So I think if he if he wants to go, I don't know if I, I was trying to figure out if he's even in the draft. I don't think I so. Think, I don't think he I is. I think if someone took him, I mean, he'd be like a seventh rounder or practice squad guy. So he'll probably yeah. stick around for his senior year. Yeah. But that's, keep that's it, my keep guy. Keep an eye out. That's my guy. 
you keeping a tab be, on them. You know who would be perfect for the XFL? <laughs> Jameis Winston. Just think about <laughs> it. So, so you're off the Saints train. You're saying, all right, this ship's done. He's he's wrecked it. He's dead. We're moving to the XFL now, so he can kill the XFL. They benched him for some reason. <laughs> so I could see him saying, "I'll take less money to play," and so I can see him doing what McCarron's doing. Yeah. Go all right. Play. Go play. Stud. That'd be that'd be major if he goes to the XFL. That'd be I'm major. for it. All right, pub parlay. Let's talk about some money. Let's make some money here. We almost hit last week. I fumbled the bag. That's on me, guys. Dang, gummit, brother. Did I get my basketball pick right? You did. You and Tim got it right. Me and Devin got it wrong. We. I don't even remember who I picked. Redheads fumbled the bag. We bounced back this week, though. Who the heck did I pick last week? So, uh, I'll tell you here in a second. But uh, <laughs> who wants to start us off here? Do we have a particular day? I don't care unless Fitz does. You picked Oklahoma, Fitz. Oklahoma. Boomer sooner. I'm trying to find who the heck did they beat. Yeah. Tim, you picked the day, man. Oh, yeah, over Iowa State. Yeah. They won by 11, baby. Yeah, they blew them out. And I was feeling good, and then – I had the later game, and I was like, "Don't mess this up! Don't mess this up!" And it and it fumbled the bag. That's all right. I'm. I think I'm like five for six on on college basketball picks. Yeah, they've been pretty money. They've been pretty good. All right, I'm doing um Saturday. Okay, Saturday. We like it. I'm taking. We're going to XFL. By the way, I'm taking the Seattle Sea Dragons. <laughs> Over the Vegas Vipers. Okay, so both of the Seattle Sea Dragons' losses, very close. I mean, last-second field goals, they got robbed. Danucci playing well. Also, Josh Gordon, uh, leading receiver for the Sea Dragons. So I think Seattle's going to get their first dub on Saturday. Count it. And, and Vegas is 0-2 as well. So yeah. both these teams fighting for their first win. But see, the difference is Seattle has played much closer games. Okay. Okay. I'm here for it. Sea Dragons. Let's go. Oh, I don't know what a Sea Dragon does, but that's, that's the sound it makes in my mind. <laughs> All right. We're dealing with Saturday here, Fitz. But we could bounce around. XFL is typically uploaded by Friday night, so mm. we could do a Sunday match if you need to. Man, there's some or spicy ones, man. Oh, gosh. I like – there's two that I like um, that would be – they're great games because it's it's number three Kansas versus mm-hmm. number nine Texas. I had, a, I had a feeling you were eyeing that and one. It's number eight Arizona versus number four UCLA. And I, yeah. like, I like the underdogs in both of those. Um, I will say I think UCLA beats Arizona. So I'm going to stay away from that one. I'll call Texas over Kansas. I Again, I, just kind of speaking, I, I don't know if I gave Texas their due, but they've been, they've been a team that's kind of getting hot at the right time as well. Yeah, they're hot, and, and that's a good pick. I will tell you, though, Arizona beat the doors off UCLA earlier when they played. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I, I always think UCLA, will get, they'll get them back. Those are great games. Both of those are are great basketball games. But I like yeah. Texas of all of all the games I was looking at. Um, I think you should have good odds there, and and Texas is pretty good. Yeah, Texas vibe. I like yeah. it. Uh, a team we talked about very recently, earlier on this podcast, Rangers. Rangers Saturday night traveling on down to Boston, taking on the brooms of Bruins. Uh, give me the, the Rangers who just required Kane. Vibes are high in the locker room. Give me the Rangers to upset the Bruins in Boston. So, Sea Dragons, Texas men's basketball, Rangers, all Saturday action, all money line action, plus Tim's mascot picks. Boys, I might just retire from everything when this hits. Where I get paid. 
All right, random question. Anybody got one for us? Okay, I got one. You like it? Throw it right back. Uh, if you could pick one mascot to win in a brawl, what mascot are you picking? Inspired by Tim's mascot parlay picks. Hmm. Hmm. I kind of like Sparty for Michigan State. Sparty for Michigan State. Big head looks like a bobblehead already. He's got the sword. sword. Yeah. Where's He's the very, very Where strong. Dynamic. He's ripped. He's ripped. Um, I don't know. He, he, does he strike you as a guy who skips leg day, though? Or is oh, he pretty? He no. I, I'll take Sparty. I, I think that's a good one to start with. I like him. I don't know that he can take every mascot, but I think he gives every mascot a fight. Okay. I like it. Tim? I'm going Uga. Is that how you say it? <laughs> what? what? The, the, the bulldog. Oh. From Georgia. Uga. You take a dog. That Uga. Uga. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, does, I mean, the, the mascot's pretty big. Yeah. Who, who wants to fight a bulldog? Not me. That's true. No way. I'm not getting mauled. <laughs> Sparty's, Sparty's like, what? The gun show? Yeah, his arms are getting <laughs> torn up. Easy. I'm I'm gonna go the Philly fanatic. I think it's a crackhead on Sesame Street that just can't be taken down. Oh, yeah. like, oh, you punch him, he's getting right back up and he's liking it. You know? That crack strength just yeah. <laughs> Woo! Let's go, baby. <laughs> him and Grimace tag team. Oh man, it's over. It's over. All right, hey, that's gonna do it for the show. Uh we hope you guys had a wonderful time and uh we'll catch you guys next Wednesday pod drops on friday so if you don't watch us on youtube live we'll catch you guys friday have a beautiful time bye dang it i was trying to think of a draft day quote god slip from me you Boo. can't kick you know eating motherfucker oh my god. <laughs> we would you know this happens we would be the time. bad boys of little league i'm telling you now <laughs> we would be last last week he got off easy i'm just gonna go out yeah. and say it Joey I Chester was trying has to think of the draft of the votes and I couldn't. Has to be. I mean, has to be. That was a journey. Man, I'm going to get real theological on y'all. I, I think we're all a little soft and misunderstood. I'll just be real honest. <laughs> get Luke Combs. I, be, I was begging for Luke Combs not too long ago. We'll get Luke Combs on here. I challenge Luke. I think I can actually beat him in shotgunning a beer. Uh, so <laughs> if he thinks he's got Man. the cojones to come on and try. <laughs> Then, by all means, Luke, bring it on. That's the intro. <laughs> you just hit my promo for me, James. I love it. <laughs> Luke Combs will come on one week. We'll make See, it. My happen. problem is I get enthralled by the discussion and I forget I got to do a quote at the end. <laughs> and you then I'm it. like, it's like, it's outro. I'm like, oh.